Thanks for joining us today on the New Missions Podcast, helping you live life on mission. Today's guest is Faith Grosshands. At the age of 15, she took her very first mission trip to Haiti. But unfortunately on that trip, the historic earthquake happened. So enjoy this story of how God used that trip to help shape this young lady and how spiritually it changed her life forever. Let's enjoy this conversation. It's great to be here today with Faith Grosshands. Thanks for taking the time to be yeah, with us. Absolutely. Thanks, Tim. So tell us who you are, a little bit about what you're doing these days, and then I'll give a little story on how we first met. Absolutely. So right now I am working um, just right outside of Houston at a church as a student ministry associate. So I just, I feel like I just get to play all day as a student minister, which is so fun and just building a girls ministry. Um, so it's at Woodridge Baptist Church, just right in the Kingwood area. So we just have a, a blast. Congratulations. Thank you. I know here we are talking about a trip 10 years ago you took. What was your first mission trip like overseas? The earthquake trip was my first time overseas. It was my first mission trip. And so that was quite the experience. I've been on many mission trips after that. And that one definitely takes the top of most eventful for sure. Yes. And to put into perspective, 10 years ago, there was a team that left Orlando. I was on that team with you. I have known your father for many years, uh, who's a pastor here at First Baptist Winter Garden. And you were the youngest member on the trip. How old were you then? I was 15 years old. It doesn't feel like I should be old enough to have a 10-year anniversary for anything at this point. (laughs) You have arrived. You have a 10-year anniversary. (laughs) To flash back to that trip, let's talk a little bit about why you went on a mission trip to begin with. And then we'll kind of get to some of the story that was really life-changing for all of us and even the people that we serve through New Mission. So why did you, at the age of 15, decide, I'm going to go on a mission trip? Well, honestly, Tim, New Missions had made such an impact on me growing up. I mean, you and my dad are very, very good friends. And so having the both of you in my life and pursuing just the people of Haiti and loving on them for so many years, that was just a part of my culture growing up was knowing about new missions, knowing about Haiti, sponsoring our little girl, Evelyn, writing notes with her back and forth. And so I think there was something that had cultivated within me that just had a desire to go and do something more than what I was doing. And just to experience just another culture too, there was just that curiosity as a 15 year old of kind of expanding where I was. And really, I I think that was also the the first point where I really felt like the Lord was calling me to something way bigger than myself, was calling me to be a girl of yes. And that's impacted me now as a woman, trying to be a woman of yes. I think it was just a lot of things, but ultimately it was the impact that honestly you and my dad had put on me just watching you both pursue God's people. And that's contagious. Well, that's encouraging to hear yeah. you share that. And I know when you went there, you were with some fellow classmates and students. But while you were there in Haiti, what did you all do? We were delivering shoeboxes to just different schools that were there. I got to meet my sponsor child, which was right when the earthquake happened. We also were doing village ministry. I think during that time, we were also doing spoon drives and just being able to meet a lot of just the neighboring villages and and share the gospel with those people. So it was such a blast and I miss it every day. (laughs) 
I'll never forget because it was at dinner time. Dinner was approaching when the earthquake hit. It was about 4.40 p.m. on a Tuesday, January 12th, 2010. And your sponsor student showed up at the mission to meet you. What was that like? It definitely was surreal because at this point, our communication was through pictures and letters. I think she was around my age. Yeah, she's around my age. And But at the time, it was really just trying to put myself in her shoes. What What is a 15-year-old like in Haiti? And finding our similarities and finding our differences. And like I said, it really was a, a surreal experience, but it was also as if I was meeting a lifelong friend at the same time too. And we just had a language barrier and just trying to connect past that. And then all of a sudden something happened and none of us really, really knew what was going on. Uh, where were you when the earthquake hit and what happened to you personally? I was in our dining hall and I was sitting there with my sponsor child, her mom, Martha, our translator, who is so dear to me, and then Christine Webb. And she was getting some footage for a project that she was working on with the new station she worked at. I remember we had both kind of come across the fact that we love to sing. So she had just sang for me and I was getting ready to sing for her. And so I got some water. I sat down, opened my mouth. And that was when the earthquake happened. And I say that because if I was standing up during that time, I mean, there's no telling where I could have been thrown through a screen, through so many different things. When you go through something like this, you notice all the small areas that the Lord really shows up in. I just remember looking up at Christine once the earthquake had started, and I have never felt so hopeless and unsure of what to do. Truly dumbfounded. I think for for me, for most things, I can kind of figure out in a situation what to happen. But at this moment, I just remember not being able to think about anything. There was nothing going on in my head. Hmm. And I remember looking up at Christine and with every ounce of sincerity going, what do I do? She said, get up. And we started trying to run to the door. But it was one thing sitting down and experiencing the earthquake. But the minute you got up to run, you had no control over anything, over walking something that is so normal. And so from there, we we got outside and we kind of fell to the ground and Christine started praying over me and Martha, our translator, she just was standing because she's Wonder Woman and had her arms reached out and was just praying over us, praying over the people of Haiti. And that's when the ground opened up right in front of us. It was 11 seconds, but it felt like 11 hours. And then that evening came and we all had to leave. There was questionable threat of tsunami. Your sponsored child and her mom was with you. And we went up to the high school campus to spend the night. But after that evening, it was like life changed. Like there was a line in our calendar of the day before and then the day after. What happened for you personally, spiritually, after the earthquake? I think it's hard to go through something and not encounter God on so many levels because it felt like moment after moment, we are just encountering the presence of God. And when you encounter something like that, it's hard not to walk away changed Mm -hmm. for the rest of your life. I think the Lord was really developing within me at this time a love for his people, a love for sharing the gospel. And I think he had stirred within me just an urgency of the gospel that at the end of the day, we are not promised tomorrow and was watching all of the adults over us and just how they were responding and really just absorbing all of that. Mm -hmm. That night, I remember when we had gotten up to higher ground at the high school, 
those people who were, they were doing voodoo kind of in the back. I'm sure you remember this. And then towards the front, there were families that are with new missions and you could hear the voodoo in the background, but then the people who are leading worship, they're so much louder. And every time there was an aftershock, I mean, there were 45 aftershocks. Every time there was an aftershock, they got louder. And that was such a beautiful depiction for me when it seems like the world is just shaking us up. Are those the moments when I get louder in my Mm. faith and louder in pressing into who God is? There was a time when the people who were doing voodoo stopped and then those who were singing praises to God went on the entire night. And Katie, one of our team members said it best that the light always outshines the darkness. And it was such a visual picture for us. Well, it is a very pivotal moment spiritually for you, I can tell, but also for the people of Haiti. You mentioned Martha, you've mentioned your sponsored child, you've been back on numerous trips. What have you witnessed just kind of as a follow-up to how the earthquake impacted Haiti spiritually? What have you seen on some of your return visits? I think just seeing how many people have been baptized, even just right outside of New Missions in the ocean, has been incredible. Those are the moments where we should be, louder than any of our football teams or whatever, we should be. Well said. Yes, just, just screaming for that and hoping and praying for that. There's been so many stories that I've heard people coming to faith and realizing that there is nothing else in this world that's going to satisfy us, that's going to give us life than Jesus. You know, going back to Martha, who is one of my spiritual mentors, I don't think she even knows that, but she's just affected my life deeply. She already was so deep in her faith, but you can even see how there was something that was etched and marked on her heart through this experience, too. She's just a monster in the faith, and that is so contagious and inspiring. I think everyone is is catching wind of what's happening, but it's because of the people of Haiti and their strength through Jesus that we're all over in the States going, I want to be a part of that. Once again, the people we're trying to serve are really the people who are blessing and inspiring us. It's just been really fun watching families expand and come to know that the floor of heaven is having to expand because so many people are coming to know Jesus, you know? So I don't know if that answer is Yeah, that's beautiful. (laughs) It is. Well, I'm really thankful you've taken the time to share with us really your perspective. I really appreciate you highlighting the urgency of the gospel and then also how this unfortunate circumstance really was used for the greater good in people's lives spiritually. And I'm thrilled that Martha is a watermark on your heart. She so is. What an awesome, awesome, awesome person she is. I look forward to you going back and seeing her again soon. (laughs) Well, any parting thoughts that you'd want to leave with us today? Yeah, I think one of the, the things that I look back at just looking at the interviews and all the things that took place once we got back home. It was a whirlwind for sure. But there was something that was placed on little 15-year-old Faith's heart. Like you said, the urgency of the gospel. But I just remember thinking, what would happen if all of us found where we were passionate about serving? How much of an impact would that make on our world? And that's something that I've become extremely passionate about. You know what, if your neighbor is really passionate about the homeless, but that's not your thing, like, what is your thing? How can you be serving? How can you be loving on people? I think that's something that I try to do on the daily of even where am I at right now and how can I serve the people around me? 
I don't think everyone needs to go through an earthquake experience to figure out that there is a urgency to serve and that when we serve God's people, we serve him in turn and that delights the heart of the father. And as believers, that should be what we want the the most. (laughs) Then scripture talks about faith without deeds is dead. I think at the end of this whole interview, at the end of this 10-year anniversary, there's just an awakening of people who just want to love God and his people. Well, I really appreciate that because our whole purpose with the podcast is to help others live life on mission. And so may we have that urgency uh, to find that place that we're passionate to love God's people. Thank you, Faith. I appreciate you being here. Thank you, Tim. Thank you for joining us on the New Missions Podcast today. I was so inspired by Faith's story and how she reminded us about the urgency of sharing the gospel. If we can be in prayer with you for where you are living life on mission, simply email us at info at newmissions.org. That's info at newmissions.org. And I invite you to join us in prayer. We are right now in the middle of our 21 days of prayer, which you can join simply by visiting newmissions.org forward slash prayer. That's newmissions.org forward slash prayer. Until next time, remember, live your life on mission because we believe your mission field is right where you are and wherever you go.